Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Again, this is Leadership Magic. I'm Ari. And I'm Alex. And we're here to talk about civil unrest. Where does leadership fit? And what we're going to do a little bit different than our previous podcast is we're going to do more of a moderator question part. Alex is going to be our moderator today asking me some questions. We're going to go back and forth here talking about the current civil unrest that has happened the beginning of 2021. Alex, you want to take it away? Yeah, so we have been having this conversation the past few days, and we've both felt like this is a very hot topic with some sensitive conversation that really does need to be had amongst those leaders who are in the growing stage and even in more senior stage as friendly reminders of how we act and our responsibilities as leaders. So it was such a hot topic that I'm actually on the road right now. I'm not in my little makeshift studio, so you might hear some background noise. Um, Ari is uh, still in his quarantining stage in his hotel, um, so you might hear some things going on in the background. We apologize for those. And we still hope that you embrace us in this authentic conversation about civil unrest. So Ari, I I do have a few questions and I know this is kind of um, a topic in your area of expertise. And um, hopefully you can help us get some direction. And um, I will definitely um, be there to um, provide some insight on the terms of leadership development and growth. So, should leaders get involved when demographics turn political at work? And, and when I say demographics, I, I mean, you know, anything in regards to um, whether they're uh, racial or religious or uh, even um, things that probably should not be political that oftentimes we wonder why it's turning political. So should leaders get involved in those conversations when they start happening at work or around us? Absolutely. And just before I answer this question, Alex, I want to make it known. I apologize. I should have said in the beginning, Alex and I and Leadership Magic, we definitely do not agree with the current riots that are happening and are very disgusted by what is going on on both sides, being the rioters, as well as those bystanders and the Metropolitan Police and staffers that allowed these events to unfold. Um, and, And now to your question here. I think it's it's a great topic, right? I think it's a great question for today, um, encompassing where, you know, I think growing up, our generation, right, the millennials of, oh, we're told, don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics, but we need to have these conversations, right? So as leaders, um, we sh- I believe we, we should be getting involved in these, but creating a safe space, just like this podcast is creating a safe space. You and I have been in conversations with each other hey, we're creating a safe space. As long as you set that up front, those boundaries, right? Hey, it's going to get vulnerable. It's going to get personal. But when you do that, it then allows a positive growth trend. You now get to know each other on a different level, understand sitting down maybe across from somebody and now understanding where they're coming from being empathetic. Me as a white Caucasian male, for example, when the racial injustice was first happening in the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, 
I was being asked, hey, can you do a panel on racism and all these things? And I said, I will help you curate the content if you need. But as a white Caucasian male, I cannot really speak to this. I haven't lived through it. And we needed to get people of color who have lived through these moments to go and give them the stage, give them the limelight, right? So they can share their stories. So when these happen, create that space, set up, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, a group setting, but know your actions as a leader, knowing your team, ask them, hey, even a simple question of, are you okay? Do you need anything today? Right? I see what's going on and saying, hey, as we talked about having an open door and open mind policy, my door is open, my mind is open, I am here for you. 24 seven, and maybe they not feel comfortable going to you. Maybe your business of choice has employee resources available, utilize them. There are anonymous hotlines and tips and things that you can resource and provide as a leader. It's not always having the answer, but here are resources, right? Maybe it's pulling someone like myself, a diversity, inclusion, equity practitioner, pulling in other leaders to say, Hey, I'm not the expert here let me get someone who is and let's have this conversation yeah exactly you know creating that space is really setting the tone for the direction that we as leaders are trying to illustrate this conversation to go and it's not about that we're trying to control the narrative in such a way that we want everyone to have our understanding or be on our side or be on a specific side, but we want to control the narrative in a way that we are in a place of understanding, that we are in a place of, of developing our own perspectives and understanding each other's perspectives and the things and events that they've gone through and how that has impacted them and how they expect us to be as leaders. So I think that's that's a great answer and a, a great resource um, as well. I know you know Brene Brown has Radical Candor um, that as a as a great book and great resource to have these types of conversations and the importance of that vulnerability. So I think that's great. How do you think organizations should establish like policies that foster a culture of equity? Wow. I love this question too. You're getting better and better here with these. I love it. Um, I think one, when you talk about established policies, right? Um, you got to really look at your company's brand and where do you want to stand with this, right? It all goes back to a personal brand and company brand or as a leader, right? How do you, if you're able to lead your organization and say, Hey, we have our company policies, but I'm able to uh, initiate my own here. What do I want that to be? And what type of work culture do I want to have so there is equity, right? And, and how do I present that equity? Well, I think you do that kind of going back to the previous question is setting those boundaries, right? Having these open conversations. But to take it a step further is you don't just make the policy on yourself. You have to get buy-in on those around you. Everyone is going to agree on this. Uh, it reminds me of an old example I don't know if Alex, you ever had this in high school, but sometimes it was great. Or even in college, I loved it. You know, you're going to your first day of class, you have your syllabus readings and everything. And then they go, okay, the students are going to choose the policies here and the rules of the classroom. And we all get so excited because we feel empowered. 
But now we've set the tone. We've come on an even playing field. The teachers have come to our level, right, as students. And have said, okay. So you set the expectation of completing your work on time. The expectation of if they are late, what penalties or what consequences will happen? How will one get recognized? Is there extra credit? And so forth, right? So when you're creating these policies, especially when you're, again, fostering that culture of equity, getting everyone's buy-in, sitting down and saying, okay, we know these are happening today in the world. We currently don't have a policy. Instead of just the CEO and their C-suite executives making a decision, you have to bring everyone on board, especially those affected, right? And you see those that are there, bring them, give them the seat at the table, right? Or the other terms you hear is being invited to the party um, and let them help drive that change and drive that culture. I promise you, there are things that will come up in this conversation you had never thought of or believed. On top of it, you're probably going to resolve a better outcome and a lot more efficient and faster outcome than anyone other one if it was just yourself. And being that open mind philosophy is huge. Have you ever been in one, involved in those situations before, Alex? It's funny that you bring that up because I used to be an a, a after school program teacher, and that was part of my training was creating classroom expectations and responsibilities with the students. And what we would do is we would have them sign them like an agreement. And this is something that I even do with my kids now is creating their own responsibilities that they are the ones that created them. They sign the agreement. And then when it comes time to hold each other accountable for those, we reflect back on that these were the agreements that you made for yourself. These were the expectations that you made for yourself. And so I think the the start the foundation of where these I, i'll say policies or procedures or expectations um come in is really it starts at the hiring stage of who you select to be part of your team who you select to be part of your organization i know as a frontline individual who may not have the leadership authority or be in an, in a position of authority you don't have the control of that, but there are ways to be influential in your leadership, even if you are not a leader in charge. And this is one tip that I would have, ask questions, ask more questions. And if you think you've asked too many questions, ask even more. And the reason why is because by asking questions to your peers and to those around you, you're able to paint a better picture of understanding and you're able to open the doors for them to understand you and paint a picture of perspective for yourself. And this is when you can start establishing those mutual boundaries and mutual areas of expectation to say, I expect you to hold me accountable if I am not acting in a way that I'm saying right now, which is I want to make sure that the word, I recognize that my words are powerful, my words have meaning, and even when I don't say things, that has meaning too. And we are all leaders in our areas or even leading ourselves. And if we are not stepping up, that says something just as much as if we are stepping up. So it's important to take those perspectives in and, and really kind of um, 
put yourself in a position where you can demonstrate the values that you are on your team to demonstrate, if that makes, if that makes sense. I love that examples and especially the um, holding each other accountable right now, everyone's on the same playing field and we're holding each other accountable. Uh, and just mm-hmm. to add into that, right, a value add even further, uh, what came to mind and what you were saying was like, oh, light bulb, was also to remember to revisit these. Don't let it stay stagnant. Um, you can say, hey, we're going to revisit these every six months or we're going to revisit annually. Uh, and kind of going back to what we talked about for leading in 2021, our topic of pivot and flex, so should these policies and culture of equity and the company culture should continue to pivot and flex. So please do not let these stay stagnant because what is happening today very well still may be happening six months from now, a year from now, but there are going to be some tweaks, just like we're always adjusting and improving and we have to look at everything holistically. Completely agree with that. And I would even say, if you're in a situation where you have to reflect back upon a conversation like this and you have to uh, if you remember the old vinyl records were, or, you know, the Nintendo gaming systems where you had to blow in the cartridge or something um, to kind of get it all out and get it working again, that's the first problem. You shouldn't have to do that. These should be topics that you're addressing all the time. And the reason why is because they are just as important as the work that you do for your customer. They are oh. just as important as the leadership you do for your employee, or they are just as important as the food that you put into your mouth. Absolutely, and to put our uh, employer and previous employer uh, topic here, Toy Story, right, and Pixar, don't let it be that old dusty toy on the shelf, right? Don't Mm -hmm. let that toy be forgotten. Make sure it's always there in the forefront, you know? Um, (laughs) uh, To throw in our our fun little bits, I think is great knowing, hey, um, you know, we want to make sure that every toy has a seat at this table, right? It is not forgotten and, and polished off and same concept, same idea. So different al- analogies, right? Which I love and great and how we can feed off each other here. Um, and, and again, it, it's just about be, and also I think something else is be authentic, right? Don't hold mm-hmm. back here. Don't feel as reserved as it once was kind of like I said before, oh, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. This is the time to shine and to step up, especially as leaders. And you know what's great about this conversation is when you have it more often, it becomes more authentic. And and that's what's unique about it because at first it is uncomfortable. When you have it with your team, at first it is uncomfortable and it feels forced, which comes off as disingenuine. But as you have these conversations more regularly and it, it, sheds off those layers so that you can become the authentic person you are. So in future podcasts, we're going to be talking about covering at work and why this is an an important issue to, to discuss. But as it relates to our situation now, we always need to be having these conversations to prevent that type of behavior where people feel like they need to cover at work and not be their authentic self. So my last question for you, Ari, is does a leader have a responsibility to some of these things when there's incitement speech that's going on or civil unrest that 
maybe is not directly related to you as an employer, but maybe it's your employee that's involved? I say yes, right? And it's, but I'm not going to tell you how to act as a leader, but I think there is a leadership responsibility. And again, to reiterate, it doesn't matter your position, title, your status in life. You're a leader every time you wake up every morning. You're a leader every day, and you choose to make that choice, whether it's you drink a water, coffee, tea, or juice in the morning, or drink nothing. It's the same thing here. So even choosing to act and do nothing is still making a choice. So just know that, and especially, especially in times like now, silence speaks louder than the actual actions and words that could be spoken and written and deliberated and setting the tone, right? Setting the boundaries, controlling the narrative. And this is almost your own PR brand here for yourself, right? And I'm not saying just go behind a computer and post on social media and have that confidence, but have, sit down with family members, sit down with peers, get on a Zoom call and say, hey, let's just talk. How are you feeling about this? What do we want to do here? Checking in on folks that you know and you see are being affected by this. Hey, are you okay? I'm here for you. Let's, let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. Take that time, right? Because when you don't, that can speak louder. And it makes them people question is where do you stand? Where do you fall then if you're being quiet? Just as almost like an... Uh, a bystander just watching it happen instead of taking action and saying, yes, like we, you know, we condemn these situations. We don't agree with it. And here is why, but not just that Alex and I, as leaders, we're talking here today, making this a hot podcast, right? Saying, Hey, this is our viewpoints. This is our expertise. Here's our thoughts for you as leaders and areas that you can step up if you're not sure or afraid or how to go about this. And that is huge, right? To be vulnerable, you can even ask your friend, hey, I'm not sure what actions to take. Can I ask you? That's probably the best place to start, especially if you're unsure of where to go. And some things come quickly to mind. Um, ben and Jerry's has been very vocal and has stood their ground as a company, right? Supporting their peers, supporting their, their company values, right? And it's very well known. They're a very liberal company, right? Ben and Jerry themselves, as well as the ice cream uh, company. But we know their brand and their brand match their messages. Um, and then something else that comes to mind too is, you know, when you hear about these situations, I think of also Netflix. When things were first happening, they said, you know what, we're going to change our policies and practices. So they started baking at Black-owned banks, right? Putting their money where their mouth is on situations at hand. Um, Alex, you as a leader, to kind of put you on the spot here, you know, where do you see is a big need when these situations happen, especially today? Yeah, there's, there's a big need for integrity in leadership right now it's when there's a leader who practices what they preach and it's so incredibly important because you have people who are leaning on leaders when they are leaning on them because of what they preach 
But when they find out that they're not practicing what they preach, there's no support there and there's no foundation. I think too often we are finding leaders today who are not practicing what they preach. And I really think that is what is creating a foundational problem to to organizational leadership, to families, um, even in politics is where it's really coming down to practicing what you preach. And, um, and that's what drove me to this topic of leadership. I, to those um, who may have listened to my bio, um, you know this already, but I am very passionate about teaching youth lead, these types of leadership skills because I have found over several years of working in leadership and working in um, organizations that I've seen many large organizations sending their uh, top executives out to these camps on leadership or summits, and they come back wearing that leadership superhero cape, and they're trying to infiltrate down the message through layers of insulation, um, what it's like and the things that they've learned, but as it trickles down the organizational chart, uh, it gets lost in translation and it doesn't get to the frontline uh, leaders as it needs to. And so I really feel like our youth of today need to understand these skills of leadership, the core soft skills of uh, communication perspective, understanding and taking initiative in your personal professional growth so that when they get into positions of, of leadership or, uh, that has authority, they can meet in the middle and we can make our homes a better place to be in, our communities a better place to be in, and our organizations a better place to work in. So without a doubt, number one is integrity. And that's where we need to focus on, on this situation. So to end this podcast, I know it was kind of long. Um, Ari, do you have any final words? Yeah, I just to kind of reiterate what you said, I think it was great. And also, you know, if you see someone not living up to integrity, say, hey, are you okay, right? Don't just leave them to the side. They may be lost in the shuffle or confused and you know they are a great leader. We are gonna make mistakes along the way. So don't just judge them on one action. Just make sure and double check, hey, are you okay? Is there something I can do to support you? Or what can that be? And let's lift each other up versus just put each other down. Especially today, we need to come together support each other and build for a better future without a doubt and that's going to be that's another topic and another conversation we've had uh, in the past uh, that we'll be bringing up and sharing in our podcast is about uh, depression in the workplace and when the leader shows signs of depression and i know for me i've struggled with that a lot in my days of leadership and my team members uh bless them they saw when i was coming off the rails and knew exactly what they needed to do to get me back. And that is a huge sign of uh, depression in leaders is when uh, they fall off the track a little bit. And it's so important to have those authentic relationship conversations um, with your managers, with your peers, with your team members around you. So that's a great way to bring that up too. Fantastic. I hope you all learned something today you know, and we hope that you continue to learn. And know that this is a safe space. Eventually, once we get some more contact information, you'll hear from our bios. 
Don't be strangers. We are here to help and support Alex and I, Leadership Magic. We want to be a safe place and a group for you to be able to support and build and grow you as leaders. And also you're going to help us grow as leaders. I view every day as a learning opportunity. Uh, and, and we look forward to hoping you enjoying these podcasts, enjoying these conversations, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Ari. And for those out, out there, if you need to reach out, you can reach my personal email address, leadwithalex at gmail.com. I'll be sure to get that over to Ari. Um, I'm also on Facebook. If you want to look me up, Lead with Alex. Uh, and if you need anything, shoot us a message. We'll be happy to help any way that we can. Thank you again, Ari. And thank you out there. And don't forget, we are the community of Leadership Magic where we can learn, lead, and grow together.